You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You got my guy, AJ Black from Lock on Boston College, joining me on today's show. We've got some good things to talk about today. We're going to go over maybe just maybe there might be some expansion going on for the ACC, some potential people there. I'm going to get AJ's reactions to Coach Halfley and the Boston College Eagles and how they did at ACC kickoff. And then finally, we're going to talk about preseason player of the year, Sam Howell, getting a majority of the votes. Well-deserved, snubbed, anybody feeling like they should have got a vote, we'll talk about that all on today's show. AJ, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you had a great week. Oh, I've had a great week, Candice. <laughs> we're getting every week that goes by, we're getting closer and closer to college football returning. And it, it it's like an energy for me. Like, I, you know, I'm writing and doing all this like content work. And at, like in the middle of July, I'm like, oh man, there's nothing to write about. But once these <laughs> ACC media days hit, yeah. it's like, all right, we got lots going on and it, it gets me my, me energized on all the work I do. A hundred percent. And we encourage you guys, if you don't necessarily want all the football action, we've got some good NBA draft content coming for you. The NBA draft coach, Chad Ford, locked on NBA draft host, Rafael Barlow and locked on NBA host, John Corrales will be live this year covering the NBA draft. It's locked on NBA draft 2021 brought to you by Bill Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked on NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th, two days from now at 7 p.m. Eastern. So let's get things started, right? Talking about the fact that there are some expansion conversations. We know officially has come out that Oklahoma and Texas do want to go to the SEC and they have informed the Big 12 of their decision to move. That made everyone with the Power Five conferences start scrambling. What should we do? Should we potentially, you know, have the idea of going ahead and merging with some new schools ourselves? So AJ had this great article and he can share where you can find it and what have you. And there are some schools that he put in the conversation that I would love to discuss and get thoughts for the ACC. So I'm going to let AJ kind of set up the scene and then we can talk about the certain schools and our thoughts about whether or not they have legitimacy towards coming to the ACC. So, yeah, you know, when you're looking at this, this, conference realignment Candace like obviously like there's a bunch of different things that could happen and I and I, I kind of laid it out on a different couple different articles like the ACC could stay the same like maybe you know Clemson Florida State Miami everything stays the same mm-hmm. and, and maybe they just kind of continue trucking with what they have they could get raided by the SEC or another uh, conference and you know the Big Ten kind of scoops in and steals a whole bunch of schools Boston College is a team that I've heard uh, and I've talked about as a team that could be attractive to them. Um, but the, the, if, if the ACC is smart and Jim Phillips, the commissioner is forward thinking, what they need to do is figure out a way to expand and to increase their revenue and increase their, their footprint in the college football landmark, a landscape. Because right now, when you look at where the ACC is at, they are trailing the big 10 and SEC in all the financial pieces. And as much as the SEC wants to tout that Texas and Oklahoma is going to increase their academic profile. It's not about that. It's about money. <laughs> it's all about money. Right? Of course. Of course. At the end of the day, we all know what the real thing is. And right. So you, we, I think it's just interesting how they try and, you know, scheme in, have all the conversations. Don't blow hot air. Like keep it a bit. I would appreciate more, you know, from the SEC commissioner, if you just say what it is and what it ain't. Like commissioner Phillips, I think he was very honest. And he talked about the fact that football has to be king. That has to be the dominant sport in our conference. Yep. And unfortunately, you know, for all of us, you know, di- diehards who've been ACC fans since forever, 
We're like, no, no, no. It's all about basketball. We love our basketball. But we know cash is king when it comes to football. And so many people are getting on that board. So we have to kind of shift gears here a bit. So I can see Commissioner Phillips certainly trying to make those efforts to convince some of these schools to go and come and join us. And there's a couple that you mentioned that I want to talk about. Notre Dame being the first. Of course, everyone's feeling like that's going to be an obvious choice. Commissioner Phillips talked about they love their independence and they might not you know, ever join any conference. But if they do, uh, Commissioner Swafford at the time said they have to go to the ACC. It's contractually o- contractual obligation. So we feel secure there if they ever choose. Do we see it happening? Maybe one day in our lifetime, maybe. <laughs> we hope so. <laughs> but with all these mergings, who knows? I'm just, I'm not holding my breath for Notre Dame. There was some interesting ones that you mentioned. West Virginia, I want to talk about Cincinnati and UCF. So West Virginia, I feel like they're like always that school that people forget about. They have solid programs, right? But it's never anything that jumps off the page. So my thought with that, and let me just jump back to Notre Dame because yeah. I wanted to, th- I had one thought I wanted to get out. Mm-hmm. It, they are the white whale for, for the ACC. <laughs> it, this is Moby Dick right here for Jim Phillips. Mm-hmm. Getting them is going to be the, they have to, they have to figure out a way to get them here. And as I said on my podcast yesterday, they have to they have to do a king's ransom to get Notre Dame in, because if you're yeah. just going to say we're going to give you, you know, X amount, they're going to say, yeah, well, that's fine. I'm going to say it NBC and we're going to make all our money and do independence. They got to do two things. They either got to threaten them somehow <laughs> and get them in. <laughs> and that could be through ESPN. ESPN yeah. could stop showing their games. They could really make it difficult. Um, the, the comp- they could kind of stage a coup where the um, the conference doesn't allow that like they get they get the uh, college football playoffs to not take an independence and things like that that could be some way to do it but i think the way that you have to do it the way you have to view it is you have to lure notre dame in and Mm -hmm. what i was saying was what do they not have that like a texas has or uh some of the bigger schools they don't have a notre dame network could espn uh pony up to create the, the the fighting irish network and it's all notre dame access all the time on 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 television would that be enough to get them in who knows but that something like that might be some a way to start with notre dame that's intense but you know i think commissioner phillips he could write his own check in any kind of bar if he got uh notre dame in the acc i think that'd be one he would he would be our commissioner until he doesn't want to because everyone's been trying to get notre dame to somebody's conference so i think that's so but go back to west virginia yeah what i love about west virginia they don't match any of the like the academic profile but again as i say that's academics is what it is you you it, it's kind of it, it's a it's the the coding for what you're doing but sure. the money piece right if the acc wanted to kind of reimagine the conference you could put together on paper a couple different things you could make one one division like this the northern division and you have basically hmm. the old big east with yeah. west virginia virginia tech boston college syracuse pitt and then maybe grab, try to grab another team to fill that out, whether that, you know, maybe they go real, they really push for like a Penn State. That would be a crazy one. It's kind of out of the box, a Penn State or something else that's in that area, service academy or something like that. Then you have a northern block. Then you have the southern block, which is Miami, Clemson, Florida State and, you know, the, the tobacco road schools. Right. That way you kind of set it up where you have like the old Big East, you have the old ACC. And kind of look at it a different man, a different way. And, and West Virginia would be the kind of a key to that because they are another good program, as you said, in basketball, but also in football, they, they'd be an, a solid asset. And I have to imagine with what's going on in the Big 12, they were looking around. A hundred percent. And in Cincinnati, you know, they had a very strong year in football last season and they kind of academically are you know up there with the rest of us. But if you look at the landscape of schools, I feel like 
it, ACC has guys who we have decent programs. We have the Virginias, we have the Wake Forests, the Louisvilles. We, they're so, strong and solid, right? And Cincinnati kind of blends in there, gives them a better opportunity to be in college football playoffs, right? If you're going to be in the Power Five Conference, you want that consideration. I think Cincinnati would be a smart pick personally. And also UCF, you want to be the team that goes undefeated, right? You want to have that dub telling yourselves your national champions, all that good stuff. Join the Power Five Conference. Let's get this thing going and really rock them. Yeah, I mean, for me, Cincinnati makes a lot more sense for the ACC because of where they land, right? Mm-hmm. There's no Ohio presence in the ACC. So there's no team, there's no program in the ACC that would block that. I have to imagine with UCF, as attractive as they are, because I think it'd, they'd be a fun program to add, mm-hmm. that Florida State and Miami would get their hackles in a bunch. Um, <laughs> at, adding a third team into the ACC. And I, I you, right, right now, given some of the buzzing I've heard about Florida state and Clemson with the sec. And again, that's all just like, you know, sure. rumors or whatever, but you don't want to push that. You know what I mean? You want to keep Florida state and Miami happy. So for me, UCF is kind of lower on the scale, but they're still an attractive team. And I, you know, they would add a little bit, I would think, but I just don't see that happening. A hundred percent. Well, we know that there are plenty of opportunities for different teams to be live and direct and buying for opportunities to ultimately get to the college football playoffs, which we all know you guys want to bet on soon here in the fall. And if you're going to do that, we strongly encourage you to do it with Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all sports action. If you visit betonline.ag, they will set you up nicely. Get all the latest news, odds, info for all your sporting needs. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sign-up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines as this is your chance to get into the game. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus using promo code locked on on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So we have AJ Black here today talking with us about the ACC kickoff as well. We had a good conversation about expansion, but switching gears to the kickoff, Coach Halfley had his first one and he was definitely one of the most more charismatic coaches, I will say, had a lot of personality, a lot of good insight. He's very honest. We love a good, transparent coach, right? He gives you the raw and real. A lot of things I want to really hone in on the fact that he was talking about Phil Dracovich and how he did not really know the playbook that well, how uh, Coach Hathley literally had to kind of learn his guys as the season is starting. And I'm like, and you still did pretty decently. That's a scary sight to me, personally. Someone going in, this season i'm like i keep telling you guys don't sleep on boston college i see the pre- uh, preseason players list i see alec lindstrom up there i see zion johnson up there i'm trying to tell y'all this is not the year where we're gonna sleep on boston college and now they actually have a season a spring to prepare i don't know i'm, I'm feeling good about them i'm just gonna say yeah i mean i thought what halfley said was really interesting um and you i mean he really as you said he's very eloquent in how he 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 kind of laid out what Boston college had to do last year because yeah. it was tough for every team, right? Every team, you know, showed up in June or late June or early July and kind of was like, here, let's throw this season together and throw this playbook at all these freshmen and just transfers and all this stuff and trying to figure it out. But with Boston college, as you said, they had just, you know, a couple of weeks of spring and then it was like, boom, COVID happens and boom, they're off for three months. And Phil Dracovic, who is new to the school, has, you know, he's the quarterback. He's going to learn everything. He's, he's thrown into the fire. He has to figure it all out, yeah. you know, from right off the bat. And, you know, I think, I think as you, as you said, Candace, like they did a really good job 
given that they had a new coaching staff, new scheme and figuring out and, and putting it out on the field and still doing well, they went six and five. Right. And as you know, there's certain positions that, it, you know, as, as someone who's followed this team, you're like, one of the things that really stuck out to me was the offensive line looked bad at points last year. <laughs> and, and that, and that was with a bunch of, you know, of return. You had Zion Johnson, Alec Lindstrom, Ben Petrula and Tyler Vrabel, you know, all guys that had all this the hype about them, it, but they had a bunch of things that happened behind the scenes. One of them got hurt. They had to move guys around and then they, they changed the scheme. They went from Adazio's like, you know, push forward, you know, power running scheme and where they had that simple thing, but they had to learn this whole new um, zone blocking scheme under a new offensive line coach, Matt Applebaum. And that completely changed things. So they were kind of off, you know, they were playing kind of off their heels a little bit and that changed things. So all these different things were happening yet. Boston college still took Clemson to the limit. They took UNC to the limit and they, they only had that, that, you know, the Notre Dame game and the Virginia tech game where they looked re- in Virginia too, where they looked really bad. And I think this year it, Halfway saying, you know, Dracovic is much more confident. He knows the playbook. They've had all spring to practice it. They have the offensive line back where they're supposed to be. Everyone's healthy. And then they got some transfers to kind of mix it up on defense. I think, I think Halfley's excited. And, he, you know, as he said, he's really pumped for fans to come back. I think that's the big yeah. thing, too. And the energy, and we all know Boston College definitely has those fans who are all about Boston College. Zay Flowers returning, Hunter Long leaving, but I still feel confident in these guys. And, I, I'm really appreciative of Boston College kind of being on the forefront when we had conversations on ACC Media Day. Of course, everyone's asking about vaccination. They're wanting to know, like, which team is doing what. I was a little disappointed in my Carolina team. I'm not going to lie when they said they were not at 85%. I'm trying to tell y'all, I love Matt Brown, but let's get it together. Yep. <laughs> so Coach Halfley and company trying to get it right. And, you know, breaking news about the whole university requiring it for their students. If you want to touch a little bit on that and just talk about kind of what the team went through in that process. Yeah. So, you know, he talked about at Boston college, it's a hundred, every player, every um, staff member, every faculty member has to be vaccinated on campus for next year. Yeah. And they're, they're not budging on it. And, you know, there's some Catholic groups that have been upset about it, but even BC is like, well, this is what it is. And this, if you're, you're upset about this vaccine, you could take this one. That's supposed to not be whatever. Mm -hmm. And what happened was there was only one player on Boston college that did not refuse the vaccination and they didn't budge on it. What ended up happening was that Jeff Halfley helped him transfer out and found him a school to go to. And that, that I think, you know, given the situation and, and the, 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 the sensitivity of it all mm-hmm. through all of that, that shows to me, Jeff Halfley cared about that kid enough not to say, you know, Oh, you're not doing it. Get out. Yeah, helped him. He helped him find a new home, a new program. And that shows, I think, where he sits and the connections that he has with his players. That's so important. Absolutely. And I also see another side of that as well. I feel like when you're all about the team, which I would strongly hope that all coaches are, it's almost like I have to put team first in the best interest of all of our guys. We're trying to be have the most people available because I feel like this is going to be a good season and we cannot afford to have, you know, people out for long periods of time or having contact tracing issues. It's just not worth it. And we've seen in the NFL and how heavily they're coming down. I wish Commissioner Phillips and company would have been a little stronger about their stance towards it. Cause at the end of the day, I think it's all about trying to move forward with, we know what we've talked about at the beginning of the show, it's money involved, right? It's a lot of money. Involved. Nobody's trying to have 
you know, two teams that have to maybe play a weekend after because we can't have the ACC championship because there's not enough guys available. They're just not looking to do that two years in a row. They can't, you know, afford to do that two seasons in a row. So I'm hoping that everyone just, again, gets in, gets on board and we get this thing, you know, through because at the end of the day, that's all we're all trying to do. We're all just trying to get through and get to the next, right? It's just, is that simple? Yep. And it's, it's scary right now because, you know, things are going, <laughs> seems like it's going backwards a little bit, but. <laughs> right. We got all the uh, variants, Delta, Gamma, Beta. I'm like, all right, listen, like, I don't know the yep. roll call, but like, feel free to just take a break. So all of that good stuff. And we're going to remind you as we move on that you can't just start the season without knowing who we feel like the top people are. I am wanting to hear thoughts from AJ on Sam Howell. But first, I want to remind you guys that Bill Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever with eight, with nine, excuse me, delicious flavors. Occasionally get a limited time offer with a special flavor. You can get Bill Bar for very, very low, low prices. Got coconut, coconut almond, mint brownie, my personal fave, double chocolate and salted caramel. There's something for everyone. Personally, I feel like if you don't get on board with this, you're not trying to get right for the fall, which we all know tailgating is going to have us (laughs) feeling really good. So make sure you guys tap into Built Bar. They are not only good flavors, but they're healthy too. They have just under 180 calories, nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Get that raspberry or mint brownie or whatever you like. When you order today, go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use that promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order at BillBar.com. Wrapping up today's show, telling you guys about Sam Howell, who was named preseason player of the year, according to all of our lovely media votes. And he is sitting pretty, sitting at the top. We know that he has thrown 68 career touchdown passes, the most through a sophomore season in ACC history and tied for the UNC school record. This Indiana Trail native is led the ACC and ranked sixth nationally with 30 touchdown passes in 2020, with also, while also topping the league with over 3,500, 3, yes, there it is, passing yards and fourth most in the nation. Sam Howell is certainly sitting pretty at the top, but he has got some solid company with the all ACC football team. AJ, I want to know how you felt about Sam getting 114 of the votes, pretty strong there, but also having Derek King get 11, Brian Breesey with uh, Clemson from Clemson getting eight, even DJ Uigalele, there it is, got six votes. Phil, your guy from Boston College with three, along with Zay Flowers getting two, and Jameer Gibbs rounding out two as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume that Sam Howell would, would run away with the, with the hmm. voting. Um, but what, what surprised me, like, I love Sam Howell, and I, I think he's going to be an excellent quarterback this year. In the end of the day, when you change, like when you look at the what this conference is is built like, I, I was really surprised DJ was so low. That's mm. that that kind of shocked me because I expect it's Clemson. Clemson's yeah. gonna be Clemson. And if they go out there and beat UNC and say they're the top team, DJ's gonna get it. Yeah. <laughs> so and he, you know. From what we saw, you know, he was a true freshman playing last year. Um, and, I, and, I, and again, I go through a Boston College lens. I saw him in the game Trevor Lawrence sat out because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, you know, he looked like a freshman that first half against BC. But what he showed me that second half against BC was like, whoa, <laughs> he just like turned it on. And if that is what he his potential is for Clemson 
all the time. And I know he struggled against Notre Dame at points too. Yeah. If he does that all season, he's my pick. I, I was, I was kind of shocked because I think it'll be a battle between the two of them. And if they end up playing each other um, in the, in the championship game, that could end up, you know, deciding, you know, I mean, that might sway a few voters if the, I forget if the votes go before that, but whatever. Um, but <laughs> You know, I think either of them could could be an argument for the winner for that uh, for that preseason all ACC. Absolutely, and listen, I I'm trying to like buy into the same hell hype. I think for me, I just need my receivers, and I need everyone to get on board for Carolina because I'm going to need Joshua Azudu, who made the preseason ACC team, to figure it out. Right? I need Brian Anderson and the company to get together and protect my guy as much as possible because I can't deal with hyping up Carolina only to get disappointed. I can't deal with it. Like I honestly might be done with the team. I might be going in the draft myself, finding a new team. I can't handle the pressure of these guys not coming through because all the hype, all the sugar is around. Everyone's been telling me how great they are, except for Josh neighbor from locked on big 12. He said he's not buying it, which I'm like, okay, finally, someone, someone with a clear head. But at, at the same time, I do think Sam Howell definitely has a great opportunity in front of him, but we all know that, you know, Clemson, like you mentioned, it's easy to pull for them. Everyone has them seated at number one to win the whole thing. Carolina has to prove itself, right? They have not yep. yet done what Clemson has done and not even not done it consistently. They have never done it. You know what I mean? So it's hard for me to like really buy into the sauce I see with my own eyes. So, I, so Candace, I have a question for you. I'm going to flip yeah? the script here a little bit. Please. David Hale on ESPN had been putting up his picks. I love reading what he has to say because he, he can stat himself to death with some of the things that he picks. Mm-hmm. And I was looking through his all ACC team and he left Zay flowers off and he had about 8,000 different stats of why he didn't put him in there, but he picked <laughs> Josh downs from UNC right? as his over Zay flowers who had about 52 catches more than Josh downs. But I was curious what, give me a perspective of what Josh downs can do because I, I had before this, I know, you know, it was all Brown and Newsom last year for UNC. Mm-hmm. Who is who is Downs and why should we know about him? Absolutely. So I think, uh, if anything, um, our friend was looking at the spring game when Josh Downs had a couple really solid catches from Sam Howell during, like, you know, the first quarter or what have you. Yep. And he really is special. And I think we saw in the Notre Dame game, he kind of broke out a little bit and made some really exciting catches. And I think he's just a guy that ultimately is going to be Mr. Dependable. But he, I don't think he's going to be the most important player. Right. I think he's definitely going to be a number two to Joffrey Brown, who is Diami's brother. Joffrey is 10 times faster <laughs> than Diami. And that's saying a lot. Right. So I think Josh is just going to be a great uh, Daz Newsom. He's going to be Mr. Dependable. He's going to be the guy that can get you that third and long, going to be able to catch it and move us forward and keep the offense out on the field. So he is a player that, again, certainly on paper, he doesn't jump off the page with his stats. But I think he's going to be the most dependable for Sam, which is going to be crucial for him, you know, this fall. Well, thank you. I just, again, yeah. I, I wanted to know from you because I saw it. And I, was like, <laughs> I didn't get that, but I wanted to hear yeah. from your perspective. Oh, absolutely. I think he's, you know, at the end of the day, Sam's going to need his receivers to step up in ways because when you look at, you know, their backfield, we're going to have Ty Chandler, who's great, right? He's coming from Tennessee, but it's not Javante. It's not Michael Carter. It's not that one-two punch that we're missing. So I'm honestly, I throw my hands up at how Carolina's offense is going to be. It can go very two, one of two ways. <laughs> <laughs> right. They can be incredible or they can be crappy. And I just I'm preparing my heart for less than because I just don't want to get too hyped about them. I can't I can't do it. I can't go. I can't go undefeated yet. So there we are. But wrapping up today's show, we hope you guys enjoyed and get your exclusive content from us. 
Got to come back every single day, up to 30 minutes a day. Locked on Podcast Network gives you that inside scoop. And we all know that AJ Black is the king of the Boston College area. Can you remind folks of where they can find you and follow your work? Yeah, of course. So you can check me out at bcbulletin.com. I am the editor and publisher, a part of the Fan Nation and Sports Illustrated Network. I write about Boston College all the time. If you're interested in learning more about it, check that out. I'm also the host of Locked On BC. Um, I, just like Candace said, I do this five days a week talking about Boston College. We are talking about realignment a lot. I have different guests that are coming on to talk to me about what, you know, what could happen with Boston College, what could happen to the ACC. If you're interested in that, we have a whole series that I've been kind of doing on my podcast. Check that out. You can follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC and at Locked on BC. And we should be up on YouTube soon. So um, you if, you're into, if you're into the YouTube scene, Locked on BC will be up there soon. No doubt. And if you, again, if you guys want to get in on the NBA draft coverage, strongly encourage you to listen on Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Follow Locked on NBA YouTube today and they'll have an exclusive live coverage of this year's NBA draft. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed the show and we'll be back tomorrow to discuss further. We got Tyler Aki joining. We're going to talk all things, you know, on the Atlantic side to give you a little bit of uh, coastal mix. And we got to figure out just where we look from a landscape as a whole, as a conference, all of that will be there for you tomorrow until next time. You are locked on ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic coast conference, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day.